Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1235 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's a game night. The Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche roll in with a 5-3-1 record on the road. 11-5-2 overall. Uh, they are third in the NHL in goals for at 3.67, eighth in the league in goals against at 2.72. And uh, as uh, Jack Michaels would often remind me, because he believed in this guy before anybody that I know of, Jared Bednar, this guy's a top quality coach based on what the Avs have done over the last couple seasons. Last year, they went 38, 30, and 14. They had a long stretch. They went about 22, 23 games where I think they only won like three or four. But uh, they made the playoffs and. Uh, their team of the rise with huge cap flexibility. No question about it. Minor note, we gave you the defense earlier. Sam Girard with Eric Johnson, Ryan Graves, uh, who bounced around the Quebec League, big six foot five, left shot D with Kale McCarr, Eric Cole, and we said Barbario would be in. It will be a local product, Kevin Connaughton, whose father, Bill Connaughton, at one time was a lawyer for Daryl Cates. Uh, Connaughton has played 310 games in the National Hockey League, left Western Michigan, and was a stellar player of the Vancouver Giants and has carved out an NHL career for himself. So he will play. It will be Mike Smith for the Edmonton Oilers, and he has got some terrific numbers historically all time against the Colorado Avalanche, and if I could dig them up quick enough, you wouldn't hear me flipping through the pages, but of course I wasn't sure who was going to start today. Uh, Smith comes into tonight's game, all-time against Colorado. 11-1-4, a 2.08 goals against average, and a 9.31 save percentage. So, pretty solid numbers. 12:37 in Edmonton again. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. We are going to go to our headliner, uh, Louis DeBrus, momentarily. Not before I tell you that it's Christmas season and a great place to have Christmas parties, Roos Chris Steakhouse, where guests on this show receive gift certificates. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. And it's Ian Cole, not Eric Cole. Thank you very much, Val. I wonder how many times I've actually done that over the years with Ian Cole. Eric Cole was just that memorable. The Edmonton Oilers back in 2008-2009. To our Oilers now, headliner for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Full disclosure, we pre-taped this conversation because right now as we speak, Louis DeBrusque is meeting with Jared Bednar. But uh, let's get to our convo with Louis. All right, Louis. tonight uh, the Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche, one of the fastest teams in the league. Even though they're down a couple of their big dogs up front, they're still a real good team. They are a real good team, and I think, you know, they, they're, they've built on what happened last year then. They won the first round. They took out the, the top team in the Western Conference, the Flames, and then they went in and, and pushed San Jose to seven games. And I think in that seventh game, if McKinnon doesn't get hurt for a substantial amount of time to start the game, maybe it's a different outcome. They, were, they really were the team that seemed to be coming on at the end of the year and were on a real solid run there. But 
what they did do is they carried that right over into this year. They play a fast, aggressive style. They made some differences in their personnel, and even with their big guns out, um, they still have Nathan McKinnon right now on the top line. That's that's an all-world player when he wants to put it into high gear. How are they a different team with Nazem Kadri in the lineup if he focuses yeah. on playing? Well, I think he's really trying to do that too. He said that publicly in the in the media a few times coming into the Avalanche. Um, the things that he did in Toronto hurt him, and I think that, he, that that's the reason that he was traded. Uh, I think he's a great second line centerman. I think he, you know, he's a former two time thirty goal scorer. He plays with an edge. He gets under your skin. He's one of those guys that can. Uh, that can put up points as well. He's on the top power play unit in that bumper position, which I think he plays very well. And, you know, I think it just makes their team that much deeper. I think it really solidifies that second line, allows them to move pieces around if they so need to, which they have with the injuries they've sustained. We're joined by our headliner today, Louis DeBrusque, for touchback safety. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Louis, the Oilers have had a good start. They're 12-6-2 and two mm. through the first 20, but they're coming off a... A performance that they'd probably like to have back again, a, a, a bit against San Jose. The good thing was, they're all in it together. They weren't very good collectively as a team against the Sharks. They got a chance to dig themselves out. You know, I look at that, and it's not uncommon to have that happen. They had a big win versus Anaheim. It was the mother's trip. Everybody was excited. Everybody was on cloud nine, and they were um, very happy and maybe just a little bit letting the guard down against the San Jose team that didn't start off that great this year, was really trying to find their game, but as of late have started to play like the San Jose teams we've seen in the past. Um, they walked right into a very motivated, desperate team, and it showed. You know what? San Jose, right from the get-go, was the better team. They did claw and scratch their way into it at portions to try and make it a game, but it just wasn't their night. And as you mentioned, it was from top to bottom. Uh, I thought Mike Smith, you know, in my opinion, four, maybe even five of those goals, I would not blame on him. I'm with you. The I'm six, with you. Yep. For sure four, but I'd even say the fifth. You know what? Listen, um, anytime a puck is redirected in front of a goalie, there was four tips in that game. Um, it's really difficult for a goaltender to try and find that puck after he's established himself in position. Four of them went by him in that regard, a rebound by Kane that nobody took him in front of the net, and a wicked wrister by Brent Burns that I think can beat any goaltender in National Hockey So he gets the start again tonight versus the Avalanche. I think that's a good call by Dave Tippett. Get him right back in there and see if he can't uh, scrap and fight for a win. Let's not forget Mike Smith made 51 saves against yep. Pittsburgh. He didn't get the start in yeah. this game. So Dave Tippett's, you know, handled this situation. Dave's building a team, isn't he? Even with the mom strip by playing everybody. And I know there was some criticism. Why would you change the lineup? Look, you're a former player. Yeah. How would that resonate with your group if everybody got to play in the mom strip? I love it. I really do. You know what? I, I think that's how you build a team. I think that's how you build trust. I think that's how you build a team that wants to battle for one another. And there's been a plan of action that's been put in place here, and that's why Mike Smith is going in again. They have a system. They, there's a method to the madness that everybody watches from the outside. Trust me, these guys break these things down at the start of the year. Of course, it's fluid and it can change, but... This was by design, and Mike Smith will get the start again. And I, I like this. I like the fact that Dave Tippett, it's accountability. It's trust. It's accountability. When you're out of the lineup, it's because other guys have to get in or you're not playing well enough. And when you get your opportunity, try and go back in there and do what you need to do to stay in the lineup. It's about building that internal competition, which I think is so important and vital to a team. Regular Thursday contributor to Oilers now, Le, uh, Leon, uh, no, not Leon, uh, Louis DeBrusque. We're going to talk about Leon next. Uh, <laughs> My two favorite 29s in the game right now. Yeah? 
who are, Top who are, tonight, Dreisaitl and McKinnon. Going head-to-head. Hey? Head. Making the number look good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously, Connor McDavid's won a hard trophy. Nathan McKinnon easily could have won the hard trophy there. Taylor Hall did. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two guys absolutely. were terrific that year. Uh, so I, we have some star power in tonight's game. You know, and for McKinnon especially, you know, th- there's a player that we all knew how unbelievable of a player he was, and he is. But then he, in the last couple of years, he's taken it to a whole new echelon. And I think with Ranton coming on board and the, the support that he gives McKinnon, Landis Skog obviously being a veteran player now, that line, you could put them up against the top Anybody. lines in the National Hockey League, including, I think it's the, best. including the Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Cassian line. I mean, it's, Or the Boston line. You know, I would say when Nugent Hopkins was up on that line a little bit too and they had all three loaded up, that would be – you could rival that with anybody. But we're talking top five lines in the National Hockey League, which is pretty impressive and can beat you on any night. Uh, McKinnon alone, though, he's got Don Scoy and Calvert on his line and it still didn't seem to slow him down in Winnipeg. He had four points in a 4 nothing game. He, he was included on every single goal that was scored by the Avalanche. That's the type of performance he can have. Uh, You know, I don't like to ever say that there's going to be that you ever have to shut down one line to win a game, but in tonight's game, especially against the Avalanche, that top line for them will be very important to shut down. What what sort of scouting report do you potentially have on Adam uh, Werner if he ends up getting the start? (laughs) What a performance by him, eh? Um, Not the optimal situation to jump in there after 31 seconds in his first ever NHL action, but he stopped all 40 shots that uh, he was faced. He's six foot five. His numbers over in the Swedish Elite League last year, splitting and Fartstab were were excellent. Um, The scouting report for me is he's a young, hungry goaltender. One of his quotes that I did read about him that I loved was he said, listen, you have to have a dream and you have to dream big. Prepare yourself for when the opportunity comes up to get in there and do the job. Well, in his first game, stopping all 40 shots and had his first career game and first career shutout against a team that can rip the puck. I mean, he stoned line a five or six times in that game. Um, Adam Warner did a great job stepping in there. He was ready for his chance. Tell me this, Louis. Uh, during your playing days, do you recall a time where somebody came in there out of the blue, you guys had no gauge on, uh, and uh, just uh, played like a wall? <laughs> So it's a paraphrase, Nikolai Abby Bulin. No, you know what? Um, the Bulin wall, yeah, I play with Habby. You know, I guess I will say this. You know, the guy for me that just stands out when you say that now, he came with an amazing track record, Curtis Joseph. Yeah. You know, we when we signed Curtis Joseph, we were, like, physically excited that yeah. we had a goaltender of his caliber coming in. Yeah. And I remember he showed up, and the first practice, he couldn't stop a beach ball. And I'm not joking. I'm not. I'm telling you, I think I scored 15 on him in practice, which is like a world record for me. But we were starting to be concerned. We're like, wow, maybe he's been out of the game too long. Maybe he hasn't been training. And then he goes out and absolutely shuts the door in the game. But that's a veteran guy that just knew how he was taking his shots, taking yeah. his reps, making sure he's getting his mind right, and uh, went in there and just you know, lived up to the hype. So I know it's not the kind of question you're asking, but I always think of goaltenders, you know, for me, such a vital, important part. I think the most important position on the team, when we got Cujo to come over, uh, we were pretty excited. 97, of course, he outdueled Dallas. You guys won in seven. And then in 98, I mean, down 3-1 to the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. And remember that series, and, and he, and he he outdueled Patrick Waugh over the final three games. He was tremendous. Yeah, Those he, two playoff years. Everywhere he went, you know what? He won everywhere that he went. I mean, he made it competitive, and he was uh, he was a battler. You know, I think you great know, when you team look, guy too, great right? team guy. He was, you know, if you look at uh, 
wins, he's right up there. So, I, I you know, for me, he's uh, one of the best ever. One final question for Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey and Rogers, and it pertains to Caleb Jones. Yeah. Dave Manson uh, is uh, part of uh, coaching those young guys down there. Uh, by all reports, you know, Caleb's percolated. He's in his third year pro. He's a terrific athlete. Your thoughts on what we might see out of him tonight? Well, we've seen him before, and I liked him when he first came up and, and got his chance. I loved his mobility. I liked the fact that he can skate, made plays quickly, didn't try and do too much. Uh, and I think that's probably what it's going to be for him in the first few games here. I talked to Jim Playfair a little bit about Jones, and that's exactly what he wants him to do. Go out there and play. You're an NHL player. You've done this before. You've been here before. Play like it. You know, go do what you have to do, and then we'll maybe evaluate your game after a few games and see what we have to change. But um, listen, it's, it's an area of weakness right now in this organization. Caleb Jones is getting an opportunity. We've seen what Ethan Bear's done with his opportunity. Yes. He has stepped in to become a regular in the NHL. Caleb Jones starting this year was ahead of Ethan Bear. Yeah. So think about that for a second. And that's how crazy this world of hockey can be. Is that one guy steps in thinking he has an opportunity to make the team. He's sent down immediately down to the American Hockey League. And another guy that maybe thought he was on the outside looking in starts and is now a regular. He's going nowhere. Um, Caleb Jones is looking to grasp the reins like that. All right, that is Louis DeBrasque. Again, uh, special thanks to Louis for taking time to pre-tape that. Louis DeBrasque is our headliner today, which is presented by Touchback Safety. It is the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Brendan Escott's back in the studio. Brendan, I, I just put a tweet out on the numbers uh, for uh, tonight's game. Uh, most points since the start of the 2017-18 season. Connor McDavid, 255. Nikita Kucherov, 241. Nathan McKinnon from Colorado, 222. Brad Marchand, 215, and Leon Dreisaitl, 211. So three of the top five scores in the league over the last two-plus seasons are in this game. Dreisaitl currently leading the NHL by five points, may I add, in the NHL scoring race right now. So I'm going to throw this at you right now. And people can text us. We have a new text line, our Ashley Fine Floors text line. So if you've texted 630 and 630 in the past, the new number is the same as the call-in number to the show, 780-496-0063. I'd like to know from you out there, how would you rate the top five players in the NHL right now? So, you know, we got McDavid, McKinnon, Drysaddle, three of the top five scorers in the league in the last three years. Sidney Crosby's out for six weeks, but he's obviously going to be in the conversation. Alexander Ovechkin would be in the conversation. So... Let me have it. How would you rate the five best players in the world right now? Shoot me a text at 780-496-0063. Brendan, the stage is yours. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, offensively and with his game-breaking ability, I think it's pretty tough for me to argue against Connor McDavid as the number one. Um, Brad Marchand has been so consistently productive, as much as it pains me to say it, that he is absolutely in the top five as well. I'd like to see a little more out of Kucherov uh, to this point in the season, given what he did last year for him to make that. So, I mean, if I'm going down my own list, it's got to be McDavid, Crosby, with his 200-foot game, Bob, I think it's crazy to actually be saying that Leon Dreisaitl might be the third best player in the league as it stands right now. There's a case to be made for Nathan McKinnon. And then, yeah, maybe Brad Marchand's my number five. I'm going to be interested to see where people have uh, Dreisaitl in this conversation because I have McDavid one, Crosby two, and McKinnon three. Is that because I'm Canadian? Do I have a Canadian bias on those top three players? I'd have to put Ovechkin in the mix because to me, Ovechkin's a true superstar in this game. I'd have him at four and Dreisaitl at five. 
Uh, and again, through the first 20 games of the season, it's hard to argue that anybody in the league has been better than one Leon Dreisettle. We'll get to some of your texts again, 780-496-0063. We'll get uh, Brendan to cue a couple of lows up. We'll also hear from Caleb Jones, who will play tonight from the Edmonton Oilers. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 12.53 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. The Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Three of the top five scoring players in the NHL over the last, I guess, technically three-plus seasons are in the lineup tonight. As Nathan McKinnon comes into town, faces Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, has got a deep, fast team, even without the likes of uh, Miko Rant and Gabriel Aniskog. You can follow Oilers now on a great road trip to Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly, tours of Wrigley and Soldier Fields, and parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For the Oilers now road trip, you can reach out to New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. All right. I asked, uh, name the top five players in the world. Mitch has texted the show at 780-496-0063 and said, McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby, Dreisaitl, and Ovechkin. And the Chisler, a.k.a. the voice for the past, says, definitely Connor, McKinnon, Ovechkin, Dreisaitl, and Crosby. So he's got the same five guys that I had. And he asked, Bob, one more question. Is it true you wore number 29 since Louis DeBrus said number 29 is one of his favorite numbers in the league? I wonder why. Uh, did you wear number 29 for the Strathcona Warriors back in the day? No. I wore number 10 to honor Guy Lafleur, and then as a member of the Southside Athletic Club, I wore number 11. Brendan, quickly, do you have a text or two that you can get to on our Ashley Fine Floors text line? I sure do. You know what? We've got quite a few people listing their top fives, and all of them essentially include, in some order, McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, Dreisaitl, and then the rotation of either Ovechkin, Patrick Kane, or one of the Boston Bruins standouts to this point. So, a bunch of texts there. Uh, uh, one texter out of Edmonton says, because they are of comparable age and you feel McKinnon is ranked above Dreisaitl, if you had the chance to make that trades straight across would you if if not then would you have to admit that you really believe dry sidle is better interesting well, the price the price point it's what the abs are going to have to pay him in the next contract but right now he's on one of the bargain deals in the nhl and who would have thought two years after the fact we're talking about leon dry compared to the likes of marner and matthews maybe being on a bargain deal all right let's uh, get to our do we have time to get to our caleb jones conversation or should i push it to the next hour Let's get into it right now, and I'll make some magic happen. All right, there it is. Here's Caleb Jones. You're back. How's it gone down there, Caleb, for you? Uh, it's been going good. You know, um, the coaching staff has a lot of trust in me. They, they, they play me in all situations, and I've been working with Dave Manson a lot on the defensive side of the puck and, and trying to simplify my game a little bit and not be, you know, too crazy with it. And um, it's gone well, and, you know, our team, the team's really starting to click right now. So, you know, some of our forwards are going, and, you know, we have a really good decor, so it's been good. You're playing the right side tonight with Oscar Clefbaum. Uh, how much of the time? have you spent on the right side down on the minors this year yes um every game basically um 
sometimes our deep pairs during the game get a little you know mixed up and I think when I'm on the left it's really with Bouchard with Evan down there and he's obviously a really good defenseman but for the most part I'm with Lagasin on the right or Lowe on the right or you know Samarukov on the right so um, yeah I've been down there basically all How does it change uh, for a defenseman going from the left to the right side? Some guys actually like playing the offside more. I've, yeah like I said I've played it for probably three or four years now so it kind of feels like home over there for me you know just everything the way I'm skating everything it feels a little more comfortable now at this point but um, I think having the tool being able to play either side is huge for me and I would say the only thing that changes is some guys you know it's when you get to that offside you know it's tough sometimes you got to handle a couple things on your back and if you don't feel comfortable with that then you know you probably can't play over there. How important is it that uh, Ken Hall's come in here and uh, the term percolate or over ripen uh, but you know what? You you've been in the minors for a couple. You've, you've put your time in down there, and so does it send a message to the group down there when you know you're the recall instead of a guy that's you know first round pick that uh, got it started here in the NHL last year? Yeah, for sure. I think. You know, they run a merit-based team down there, so whoever's playing well and performing well in roles, they get to keep going, right? And I think um, it sends a big message to the young guys that um, you got to really show them down there that you know that you are fully ready for this level. And you know, I think you know, I had a learning experience last. You know, maybe I wasn't you know ready to handle those type of minutes at that that particular moment. But um, I think being down there and really starting to try to dominate games down there is really important, especially for a defenseman. You know, on both sides of the box. All right, that is Caleb Jones. Uh, just a quick update out of Calgary, uh, and he is now responsive. But T.J. Brody, they had to cancel practice there. I'm not sure if he had a seizure, uh, but a very scary incident. And uh, But he is responsive, and they've raced him off to the hospital. So we'll be monitoring that story in the second hour here of Oilers now. It is 12.58 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brian Burke coming up at 105. John Shannon live in studio here at 135. This is Oilers now on a game night from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.